0: I didn't I didn't say anything last night just because of the way the service was going but but to any of those who didn't know or my mom passed away on Friday morning um, the Lord is good to us the Lord is very good to us he just took her breath like the Bible said and she was gone
1: when I got there
0: Friday morning it took a while for the people to come get her so I got to sit down in the chair beside her and take her hand and was thanking the Lord for letting me have her as my mama. And I thanked the Lord that he'd be with her there and help her walk across. She wasn't alone. She wasn't alone. See, when you become a Christian, when you give your life to the Lord Jesus, you're never alone again. Never alone again. He is always with you. Your enemy tells you you're alone, but you're not alone. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. This promise is true. Amen. This promise is true, and I thank God for His mercy, for keeping His word. So we're going to have in here next Saturday, a week from yesterday, around two o'clock. We're going to have a the memorial for Mom, and everybody's invited, and everybody's invited. And if you've got something on your heart that a little memory over or something like that that you'd want to share with you, you'd be welcome to do so. We don't, you know, us, we don't have a time limit on anything, so. Whatever, whatever's on your heart, be thinking about that and praying about that this week and you'd be welcome to say something. Say again. And there'll be a, um, well, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll have the service here at two. We'll have the memorial. Then we'll go over to the internment. We're not sure yet exactly where that'll be, but then we'll come back here to the fellowship hall. We'll have a, a little meal and a fellowship after and again, stay all night long. You know how we are. Um, so think about that. Be praying about that. And I appreciate all the love and support that we've, we've, that's flowed in the last few days all over the world. All over the world, God's got people that loves you. And I appreciate that. Again, you're not alone. God has a body of believers. He has a body of believers all over this planet that love him and live for him and surrender their life to him. And I, I appreciate that. Now, as we turn toward the ministering of the Word, we've got Brother William Smith here to preach for us. Uh, some of you weren't able to be here last night. He's from Pawnee, Oklahoma. You will be blessed tonight, this morning. I hope that you've come expecting him. I hope you've spent your time in prayer, got yourself settled and got all the your tests and trials and all the nervousness all shoved aside so that you can actually hear the, Lord, the voice of the Lord. If you find anything there in Kings... It's not in the. It's not in the storm. It's not the earthquake. It's none of those things. The Lord speaks just so softly and so quietly. I love the humility of God. There's none bigger. We say that over. There's none stronger. He's the biggest, the most mightiest champion of champions has ever been. But he don't scream. He don't shout. He just speaks. And something about the way your heart is tuned in, it'll pick it up in a crowd. He'll pick him up in a crowd. And the prophet would tell us about Bartimaeus that day. There's no way Jesus heard him. There's no way he heard him crying, son of David. But he stopped and he turned around and he said, be it unto thee. See, I love God. I love the Lord. I love what he does for us. As we have our brother come this morning, we want him of course, to take his liberty and preach his heart out. Preach his heart out. Don't leave nothing unsaid. If it hurts, it hurts. If it cuts, it cuts. I, I tell you all the time, when you're on the potter's wheel, I don't care if it's sometimes a little polishing. If you need a little polishing in your wall, sometimes it's sledgehammer work. And if God's got to tear you back down to nothing to build you up by the right way, then I say, blessed be the name of the Lord. I only want what he wants. If I, Sam Parker, the pastor of this church, has to be torn back down to nothing, blessed be the name of the Lord. See, I don't want to take a rapture. I don't want nothing holding me back from taking a rapture. If there's anything in there, I've been told him, Lord, don't be gentle. Rip it out. Throw it on the altar. Burn it up, Lord. I ain't holding it. I ain't taking my hands off of it. I want to go. I don't want to stay. So let's sing that again one more time as we invite our
1: brother. He was there for
2: the hospitality, and, and uh, sisters, God bless you for all that wonderful flu- food that we've, we've had here last night, and, and uh, pastor's wife has been taking good care of me and my, my son-in-law here at the house, and we've uh, trying to lose weight, and I probably have gained weight since <laughs> I've been here. And uh but you know that's okay. And uh we just love the Lord and uh you uh those that was here last night, you uh you put me into bed about ten o'clock last night. And and I slept pretty hard and and uh I hope I didn't keep the boys up. I first I tried to put my mask on and, and uh and I just I was cold so I had only one blanket, so I ended up getting my uh, my little jacket, and flipped it upside down, and stuck it over just enough to to help my chest part. and And I said, you know what? I'll, until I warm up, then I'll put my mask on. Well, I woke up uh, a few minutes before my alarm went off this morning at 6:15. It was supposed to go off at 6:30, and I said, well, I said I'll let it go off a couple times. And I was thinking, oh my goodness. I snore so hard. I said those poor boys are just right there. I guarantee you they probably didn't sleep. And uh, my poor little wife, she, if I don't, my nose is all plugged up. Then she, she has to go in the other part of the house. And and uh, that poor little lady sometimes suffers. And uh, the consequences if I don't have my mask on. So, but uh, we're just so thankful for being here this morning. And uh, you know, I, I, uh, I love the Lord. And uh, what he brought me out of, some of you heard a little bit of my testimony 32 and a half years ago that I was, I was not a nice boy. And, uh, and uh, today, if there's any good in me, it's because of what God has done for me. And uh, we just are so grateful. And uh, once again, thank you for your hospitality. We thank you, Brother Sam. We just love you very much, my friend. And um, if we can open our Bibles this morning to Genesis, I know you guys are probably seeing why I'm not opening my Bible. I, I put my scriptures all together. I was telling my son-in-law the other day that i got to get me another Bible. Uh, i got glasses on, but they're real small. And after you turn 50 years old, your eyes start getting flat. And uh, I've got three different layers. I've got one in the middle that I can look this far. But if I'm looking upwards right in here, I have to have this other part so I can see and then down here. But when you start preaching, you get sweat in your eyeballs, you, you got to have bigger words. And so I put it a little bit bigger so this boy can read it. So, so just bear with me. But I do put my hand on my Bible. And, and, uh, but here in Genesis 3, let's go down to the 21st verse. You know, I, we just love the Lord this morning, and uh, I'll be very honest with you. I walked into the door just a little while ago, and, and the Lord told me to go out into the back, and, and he, he added something to this message, so we, I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but God knows every one of your hearts, and if you're here to be closer to God, then you're going to get something from God. Amen. But if you're here to amen. criticize the ministry, the preaching, then you're going to get big be a better criticizer when you leave. Amen. And so I want to be the best Christian amen. that I can be, amen. But here in Genesis three and twenty one it says, Unto Abraham I mean Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats and skins of skins and clothe them. And the Lord said, Behold, man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from hence he was taken. So he... drove out the man, that's kind of harsh, ain't it? He drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the gate the garden of Eden, cherubims, and the flame sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Let's go to Colossians 1. I lost my voice pretty quickly last night. Usually that doesn't happen. This morning I'm a little raspy. And so, be praying for my voice that the Lord will keep it. Those that, those that ain't used to more than an hour preaching, I'm sorry. I was a little longer than usual. Usually I'm about a 45 minute to 50, 55 minute preacher, but, uh, I was actually surprised when I looked down. We started at 6.30, and I looked at 8 o'clock, and wow, and I wasn't even off my first or second page. And so, you guys, it was your fault. You pulled, God came. But here in Colossians 1 and 9, it says, "For, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to desire that he might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's very important to a Christian. That he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasings, being fruitful in every good work, and increase in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might. According to his glory, power, glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering, with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, whom hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us unto the kingdom of his dear Son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creature. For by him we are all things created that are in heaven and that which are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thorns or dominion or principalities, or powers, all these things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things contain. And He is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning of the first from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence, For it pleased the Father... That in him should all fullness dwell and have made peace through the blood of the cross by whom he reconciled all things unto himself by him. I say whether they be things on earth or things in heaven for you that were sometimes alienated from the enemies into your mind by wicked works know that he reconciled in the body of his flesh though death to present you holy and unblameable and unprovable in his sight if he continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which he have heard and was which was preached to every creature which is under the heaven, wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister, whom now rejoice in the sufferings for you. You know, you and I suffer together, but if I love you and I'm praying for you and the battles are straight and coming upon, I suffer just with you on your own sufferings. You and I need each other, church. We don't need people telling how bad people are. We need to get around people that's going to be testifying that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stay away from those that are always constantly running people, down people. And listen, I don't believe in the Baptist doctrine, but I believe in the people. I don't believe in the Catholic dogma, but I believe in the people. They are the ones... God is looking for individuals. He's not looking for it, for all these denominational churches. He's looking for a people will say amen to every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And if we can stay with the word of God, we're going to love our enemies. We're going to have enemies. We're going to have people that's going to just batter the preachers. They're going to be out there just rumming and hating and, and things it's because they never got down and really got a revelation or got a touch from God. Because if you got a touch from God, why in the world would you say something bad about somebody? Exactly. Is that true? Are you believe that? Yes, Amen. Amen. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given unto me for you to fulfill the word of God. We've got a place in our life that we have to fulfill that word. Now listen to this. I want to listen to this very carefully. Even the mystery which hath been hidden from the ages. Now listen to this. Mysteries which hath been hidden from the ages and from the generations. But now is made manifested to his saints. To whom God would make known. That is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you, Father God. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help me to get out of the way. Forgive me, Lord, for stuttering there in then words, Lord. Lord, I just pray from the front to the very back, Lord, that you take each and every heart and put it in your hands, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you help each and every heart, Lord. Lord, if there is going through a battle this morning, Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you comfort them, Father God. Lord, if they need revelation, Lord, to be closer to you, then, Lord, I pray you give them revelation, Lord. Lord, the prophet of God did say that the greatest thing we need is revelation. And, Lord, you ain't going to get revelation unless you get in the Bible and read the book and eat the book. We might not understand it, Lord, but, Lord, you are the one that's supposed to give us the revelation. The preachers can give it and deliver it, but, Lord, you have to come on the scene and give it to them, Lord. And, Lord, give us us that patience, Lord. As a minister, give us that patience, Lord. That, Lord, as we water the word and we preach, Lord, to your children, Lord, give us that patience, Lord, as you give patience to us, Lord, to understand. Lord, we just love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this church. Be with Brother Samuel and his family, Lord God. Lord, we, this week is going to be a rough week, Lord God. Not only having taken care of the church, but Lord, taking care of family, Lord Jesus, and make arrangements, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just ask you to be with us, Lord. Be with our church back home. Father God, bless Brother Harry as he's ministering. Be with our pastor there in Virginia, Lord, ministering in those, those meetings, Lord. Bring him home, home safely, Lord. We just love you in Jesus' name. And the church said... Amen. You may be seated. Now, this was kind of striking. It hit me this morning when I uh, was reading this right before I came. Even the mystery which hath been hidden from the ages. Now, this is talking about the seven church ages. If you go into Revelations, you can see each church age. Each church age had a messenger. And those messengers had a word to do for that age. Not everyone in that age was going to come to that word. And not everyone that was going to come to that word was going to go to hell either. But there is a bride coming out of every age. But there is a foolish virgin out of every age. It has to come to what they come to Christ by. Brother Random says, if as long as they keep Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and they d- resist the devil at the time of judgment where right before the, 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 the... when the bride is gone and they have to go through a three-year tribulation, they're going to have to give their life just like they did in the third church age, in the fourth church age. They're going to have to give their life and they're going to have to die for what they believe in. And if they believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible says that they will be saved. And so I'm not going to say anything about a human being. I'm not going to say anything. But their doctrine... I don't believe it. I believe in the word of God. And if the word of God is growing and making me grow higher and higher, then I want to take what the Bible says. I want to take those that it's in that Bible that had an experience with God that we can see black and white where it has cha- not changed, but it has aggressive and brought the people up higher into the presence of God. And brothers and sisters, my thought this morning is the blood cell broke at Calvary. We had to have the blood to apply to our lives. We had to have a life to die for you and I that you and I could be Christians. And so because of those things, there has to be a way that we have to get under that blood. As I was preaching last night, that we had to get under the shed blood to have fellowship with God. And so if we're going to have fellowship with God, we can say that we're all Christians today, and that is great, and I believe that. But because of the way... This last age is, it had to come to a place that that church messenger had to bring you That's right. and bring me back to the original faith that was in the book. Amen. Because they got off of it. Amen. When they got going there in that first church age, when we seen Peter, now that is kind of a strange thing with Peter. Peter was like me when I was young. Fireball, buddy. Oh, I'll cut your head off, man. You mess with somebody. Oh, you're going to mess with Jesus? Oh, I'll cut your head off. You know, when I went back out in the world for about, about a year, when I was telling you guys some of my testimony, I was a better testimony out there than I was in at the time I gave my life to God. Because when I was out there, I knew I was condemned, I knew I was wrong. But you better not talk to a Baptist about a Baptist. You better not talk about a Presbyterian because they were actually better than I was at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I was—I understand these things. So when, when we get to a place in our lives that we come to God, we got to come to His fullness. Right. We can't just say, okay, praise God, I'm saved, and just move on. We've got to grow in the, as God's yeah, growing. Yeah, yeah. Each church age, they grew. That's right. Now in that time... When Peter was not converted yet, he was a fireball. But when he recognized who Jesus was and he recognized him, God said, Because of that, Peter. Of course, he changed his name because it was Solomon. Now he changed his name to Peter. And he says, I'll build my church not on Peter, but the revelation that he just spoke. And because he said that, he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. It wasn't because he was some great man. But he had an opportunity to be a man of God that had a gift in his life that God was going to use. But it was kind of strange. He says, Peter, strengthen the brethren after you get strengthened. He had to go to an upper room and experience. And when he did go up into that upper room and experience, something happened to him. He believed in that blood cell. He believed that blood cell was broken at Calvary because he got underneath the blood. And when he got underneath that blood, something happened to his heart. His His mind changed. His heart changed. Now he was a disciple of the Lord. You and I cannot be a disciple of the Lord until you get born again. Now, let me tell you something. As I was telling you last night, you can be saved. And God's got you here. That's right. And you can be sanctified. Yep. And you can have the Holy Ghost on the outside and still go straight to hell. Yep. You had to get the Holy Ghost on the inside that will be burning on the inside for the redemption of your life. And so because of that, you're standing there. You're saved. You're set aside. You're waiting for the coming of the Lord. But you had to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be born again. That's right. There's people in those denominations; they are saved. God grabbed a hold of them. They accepted the call, and they're saved right there. And then some of them is as far as they have went. Right. They haven't went anywhere else, but they're still saved. Right. They're going to heaven. Right. There's people in the church today, maybe right here in this church has been justified. They have taken on the word of God. And they repented of their sins. But that's as far as it went so far. They have to come into sanctification. And if they come into sanctification. That is coming. Now the, that blood that has been broken. Had to come for a reason. Amen. 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 Adam sinned. And because of that. He needed the blood. Because of sin, you and I need the blood. That's right. yes. God is a spirit. Amen. God had to be, do something to bring Adam's race under the he, uh, sonship of himself. That's right. That's right. He had to bring his own son back. Amen. He alienated himself because he took on sin. That's right. yes. Jesus had to come and to grab the sins of from Adam, the first Adam, and the second Adam had to come to restore back for you and I can go back into the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah. And so to get back to the Garden of Eden, you and I have to realize that the blood has been broken and this blood has to be in you. To be happy, a true happiness, you have to have Jesus Christ living inside of you. Because he's placed a thirst in you. And that thirst has to be quenched by the Holy Spirit. Man and women, when they're born again, they're speaking lies. They're doing all kinds of trash. Is because of the way they were born. They were born under a sexual act. But today, we've got to be born by a spoken word. We have to come underneath the blood of God so that He can wash your mind, wash your heart, and give you a new mind, and give you a new heart, and give you a new spirit so that you can have fellowship with His Spirit. And when He comes into that place, He wraps you up in this blood cell. And this blood cell holds you and He brings you through justification, sanctification, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But He doesn't stop right there. Hallelujah! He gives you more of the, the mysteries of him. So the people in this chapter, when he says, never the mysteries which have, have been hidden from this ages. Each age came, but every age something happened at the very first one. When Peter came out of the upper room, he had power. He wasn't just justified, he wasn't just sanctified, but he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And when he came out, he was preaching, and the people says, "What shall we do to be saved?" Denominations take them to Matthew: "Be baptized Father, Son and Holy Ghost." I love that scripture. That's one of my favorite scriptures. But if we know who the Father is, and if we know who the Son is, and if we know what the Holy Ghost is, them are just attributes of God. I am a son. I'm a daddy. I'm a brother. But you don't call me that if you're not my brother. You can't call me daddy unless you're my daughter or my son. But you call me William. And if you can get the revelation that who God really was, then you wouldn't be fighting on the, Acts 2.38. You'd be saying, that is Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's just He's got a name, and I want to be baptized because He died for me. His blood sail covered my sin. We wouldn't be arguing about the Scripture because now we are the Scripture. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. But we let other people tell us nonsense about all kinds of corruption. And we start believing these things. Listen, I had a pastor, my first pastor, I love him to death. But he wasn't been able to see the seventh church age already open. This was 20, 30, 30 years ago. He was pushing it that way. But Brother Branham, in the 60s, 64 says the seventh church age is already open. The manifestation of it is grave, going bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're going to grow into it. We're going to come into it. And because we're going to come into it, then God is going to bring you and I to the place that you need to be for a rapture. And so now, Adam's race needed the blood. But up there in that upper room experience, he came out and he was preaching. And they said, what should we do to be saved? He said, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And you shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost and your children and children. He's just giving you the promise of God because he knew who God was. He had the keys. But isn't it kind of strange though? 30 something odd years later or so, something like that. Maybe 10 years later. Here comes this Hebrew, Pharisees of Pharisees, named Saul, killing Christians, slaying them. Thought he was doing a God of service. We need to shut those Christians up. They're defiling Israel. Their own people. But something happened to their life. They recognized their day of their message. And Paul gets knocked off his horse. And God speaks to him. It's kind of strange. God, the pillar of fire, comes down. Lord, who are you? Lord, who are you? I'm Jehovah. He didn't say that, did he? He said, I'm Jesus that you persecuted. Why are you kicking the pricks for? Why are you against me? I know you love me. Why are you, but why are you against me? Pick up your cross and follow me. His own men carried him to, the, to Damascus where he was going to go get those, those Christians and put them in bondage. Now he's in bondage because he shouldn't have went towards God's people. And these people in this message that are turning against each other, they better watch out. They better watch out. We better keep our mouths shut and say only the word. Because if we say anything contrary to the word, and we get up there and went, Whoa, where's Brother Samuel at? Where's his wife? Two weeks later, they never come to church anymore. You go to their house, and their house is dirty, dusty. The cows are all over the place. Chickens everywhere. The cars haven't moved since the last time you've seen them. And you're going to wonder why. But then you're going to find out why now you're in tribulation and you're going to sit there and finally you're going to see what the prophet of God was really telling us the really truth and you're going to see when the bride goes up Satan's going to be coming into incarnating into a human body and he's going to take over and when he takes over you're going to have to spiritually going to have to have six 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 on your your forehead or you're going to die And you're going to stand there and say, well, I I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. But if you already know the truth and then you deny it because you're listening to some man out there or some woman out there or some preacher that's taking you away from the real genuine message of the hour, you cross the line. And so when you cross that line. You're going to walk up the day of judgment. He's going to say, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. But you did all kinds of things. But Remember, gifts. Ain't nothing unless you're using them for God. But if you're letting them gifts be used by Satan, like some of these denominational brothers, they have been deceived because they're going by, well, we speak in tongues. I'm so glad I never got to be a Pentecostal believer. Because I guess I would have never got the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I speak in tongues, but just a couple words here and there. But I'd have been tormented. I'd have been tormented. I thank God for grace. He'd take a a man that only had a third grade education and taught him how to read. And probably said some words I didn't even say right because I didn't say them because I couldn't read them but I'd rather be this way Amen. and be yielded and waiting for God than have all the knowledge and go right That's straight right. to hell. That's right. But here in Genesis, and when I told you a few minutes ago that when I came in and there was something bothering me and I had to go back outside and, and I was sitting there and it was me and the deacon was out there and he was bringing people in and I was praying and I was asking the Lord and scripture come to my mind. And uh, Genesis three and one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field, which the Lord God had made. He said unto the woman, "Yea, hath God said You shall eat, not eat of every tree in the garden?" Question mark. And the woman said unto the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle, the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest he die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. That one word right. deceived her. How many believe that there's two seeds running? Amen. Amen. Both of them are religion. That's right. There's a lot of serpent seed out there. That's right. You know, the devil believes God and trembles. So anybody saying contrary to what the Bible says right. and trying to lead you away, watch out for that serpent seed. Amen. But they believe Brother Branham. I don't care if they believe believe it or not. Right. If Brother Branham ain't preaching what the Bible says, then you need to get away from it. If I'm preaching something this morning and and it's not right, you have the right to come up to me and say, Brother William, that's not in the Bible. And if it is, show me. Even if it's a different word, at least show me that different word that means the same thing. I go all over the country. And everything you guys are going through, they're going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. The Internet could be a blessing or it could be a curse. There's so many people out there slamming this message. I've been in this message for 32 and a half years. I tried to prove Brother Brandon wrong my first two years. I went crazy and I went back out in the world for a year. But when I came back to God and he changed my life, he opened my eyes to a greater way. He's never failed me—not one time. I've talked to a lot of people, and you start talking about scriptures, and they look at you like, "I didn't know that said that." And you say you're a Bible believer. I told this one guy, "I said, listen, buddy, I don't care what your your daddy, your grandpa, or your uncle says." If it's contrary to this, because I just read the scripture, the mysteries was hidden yes, sir. in the ages. Amen. Because if we go back to Paul and he got his eyes open, he didn't go just start preaching right away. The Bible says he went out into wilderness and God spoke to him, lip to ear and taught him. And when he started preaching, he was preaching the same thing as the disciples, and he never not met one of them. That's right, amen. Amen. He was bringing them to Jesus Christ in water baptism, everything. Amen. Amen. But after about thirty to forty years after, and that king came to that religious people and says, "All right, you're going to make one religion." And they knew if they would put Jesus as number one, they were going to get killed. So they kept him as the Son of God and lifted God up in the first church that ever was baptized in Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And let me just go a little farther. If anybody's in here that don't understand, go to your Bible. And find me one place where one person was baptized, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And if you do, I promise you, I will put a poster on my back and I'll go through every country saying I am a false believer of Jesus Christ. Amen. But I could take you in the Bible and show you what everyone that was baptized after Jesus died was baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. For the, all your All your sins. We should be so far away from this right now. We should be on fire for God, wanting more revelation. But we're fighting. Listen, I have an uncle. And that uncle is a great uncle of mine. And I looked up to him all my life. I said, if there's anybody a Christian, he's a Christian man. He had his own little church, little church about this size. And he was a church of God. I was telling the brother the other day that this guy, my brother was up there preaching for him, and my brother was hurting, and his back was killing him. He had a, uh, outside, he was working on a a whole chimney for a fireplace, and it was framed up, and it fell over on top of him. (laughs) Two weeks later, or a week later, he had to go preach for my uncle. And he's up there preaching. My uncle was sitting down there where my son-in-law is. And he gets up and says, I'm sorry, but I have to stop you. And he grabbed his hand and he brought him down here. He's a Church of Christ minister. he goes, we're going to rebuke this devil. And he laid hands on my brother and on his shoulder. And he started speaking in tongues. And he was jerking my brother around. And my brother said there was something that hit his bottom of his feet. And he was all crooked up like this. And by the time he got done praying for him, he was straightened up and he never had another problem. But he was in the denominational realm. And he baptized Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But remember, every age was sovereign. Because after that first church age, it went into denominational realms. And every church age, God come down with the word and was bringing people out of it. Amen. But why didn't he bring them back to the water of baptism? It wasn't for them yet. Right. It would have been too much on them. That's right. They had to learn to live by ju- just by faith. That's right. They had to be martyrs Amen. of Jesus Christ. Amen. But this age, this last age... Amen. That's where the promise come. The mystery that was going to be revealed. Every mystery in Revelation was going to be revealed by this Malachi 4 prophet. And that's one of the first things that he restored back first was the water baptism. Because if we can get who Jesus was and how he did it he had to go to the beginning and find out what the fall was and it was because of this woman was deceived and Adam because he loved her acting like Christ and died for her to make sure she was saved and he knew who God was going to be and he knew God was going to make a remedy to save his soul because he was a part of him and he knew that God wasn't going to leave him there And then God was so rich in mercy, he's the one that brought him and brought him a lamb, the first lamb of of an animal and slayed him. And now he put these skins upon him that was bloody, an innocent lamb. And he said, Go. But God didn't stay in the Garden of Eden because he didn't create the Garden of Eden for him. He created the Garden of Eden for them too. And so he left the garden even and he went with them. And every time they had a sacrifice, he came down and met them in a pillar of fire. And he took that fire and proved that they were children. The reason why people are having a hard time with this message is because they're not reading their Bible and reading the message and finding out if Brother Branham is true or not. They're taking what men say. They're taking what preachers say. They're taking what their brothers said. And they're not taking what the Word of God says. And they're having a hard time with it. They stand there and they won't say amen to the Word because they don't know how to say it because they're not in tune with the real Word. Praise be to God. See, man destroys himself by knowledge. He will never, by education or knowledge, will find his way back to God. And that tree, he died by that tree. We've tried to educate people into it. We've tried to denominate people into it. You can't do it. It's got to be God's first original plan. By the blood, we come back to God. That's God's path. It lays down that foundation in the Garden of Eden. And it's never been changed ever will. That first sacrifice was our an example of the one that was coming. But it couldn't be Gabriel to do it. It couldn't be another angel could do it, but it had to be God himself Amen. coming and wrapping himself on a blood cell and putting an egg and his own germ in a little girl around 16 years old that never touched a man. And she had a birth, and he said, call this, this baby Manuel. Amen. His name's going to be Jesus. And he's going to save the world. Much more. But God is sitting here wanting to give us all revelation. He wants to bless us, He wants to give us everything that we need. But we're fussing, we're complaining. My job is so hard. Mama's being mean at me. Daddy won't let me go down to the gas station and get me an ice cream cone because he knows that there's boys down there. It means Daddy loves you. Because you get a wrong one, to the wrong boy, your whole life can change. The whole life can change. But he kills here and he says, by the blood, we come back to God. That's God's path. That's the foundation in the garden of Eden. Only through the shed blood will God recognize, reconcile for a sinner. It's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ now. Romans, write this down. Romans 5. Romans 5 and 8. It says, but God commanded His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were alienated, we were reconciled to God by the death of Jesus, well, death of His Son, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life. Right. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, and unto the law sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. That's strange, isn't it? Let me just give you an example. If you're driving down the road and it says to drive 55 miles an hour and you drive 60 miles an hour, then you're judged. Because now you're not going by what the law said. But if you're driving 50 miles an hour, then the law isn't judging you. That's right. So if we're sinning and we're doing the attributes of sin, the law is upon us. Yeah. That's why Israel had to have a blood sacrifice to push their sins ahead. But it didn't cover them completely. As I showed you last night, there is a water of separation. The Bible in in, in, in uh, Numbers was talking about. And that heifer was burnt. But it took hyssop and some wood and scarlet, and that priest put that in that burning with that 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 heifer and it burned up. And one of the priests grabs up that and he puts it in a in a container. And they mix it up with a little bit of water. And it stands at the gate or the, the door of the tabernacle. How many of, da- how many of you daddies are getting dressed and your wife just didn't get your clothes just right? And you go, honey, it's ring called. I got to go to church. This is crazy. Hurry up. We got to get to church. You're already frustrated. You already grieved the Holy Spirit. You mamas. Hurry up, kids. Let's go. We got to go to church. Get it ready. Let's go. You already grieved the Holy Spirit. It was within two. They could be out there working in the fields and the men that was working for them and they got mad and maybe cursed them because they didn't have the Holy Ghost then. But they could come to be forgiven and to be able to be worshipped with God underneath the blood. They can walk up to the door of that priest and say, I have sinned. I got mad at my wife. I got mad at my children. I have I've cursed. I, I need a water of separation. I needed the lamb. Amen. And they would dip their hands in there and then they would sprinkle it upon them and they became clean so they can walk into the, the doors and be able to be in there with that kind of glory where God was going to meet them on that lamb that day. But today... We have a lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. And that God looked at that lamb with grace through his eyes. Because when Abraham was there, he told Abraham, walk in front of me perfect. How could he walk in front of God perfect without a true lamb. Because lambs back then just pushed, your, right. pushed them to head. But he was looking before the foundations of the world when he crucified Hallelujah. that lamb. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. I should make you want to shout. He was looking at you beginning way back then, not 2,000 years ago. That was just a manifestation of what happened before the foundations of the world 2,000 years ago is what... Come from a thought, right. come through an expression, come through a birth, come through a sacrifice, and he came back the third day and rose right. to be your king Amen. of glory. Hallelujah. Because that blood broke right there on that cross. Right. A memorial for each and every one of us to see that that tree, any man that was hung on that tree, was cursed. He took your curse. Hallelujah. All those stripes were for your healing. How can a man or a woman that has things that this world has done to them and stand there and still smile? It's not because of the world. It's because there's something on the inside that's pulsed back towards God. That those because now he's not worried about these. He knows they're there. His new body's waiting for him. He's only waiting for this to get right so that he can meet his new body someday. Hallelujah. That blows people's minds away. How can you love God because you can't even see Damascus? Because he was taught when he was a little boy about a sacrifice one day that was going to come He was going to take all the sins of the world away. And when he found out that he was coming through through there, and he starts yelling out. Lord, have mercy upon me, the son of David. Them ears could not hear him. But the God that was inside of him, he heard him from glory. And he said, stop, be still. And Jesus stopped. And he looked and said, let it be done to your own faith. Hallelujah. You want to stop God. Get under the blood and be real to God. Don't get under some other creed. Don't get under some other man. But get under the blood of God and let that blood cell fall upon you. It'll change your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, bless it. Thank God for all those animals that died for Israel to be able to be pushed ahead. But they're they had two goats they had one goat that they slaughtered and they offered it and they took the blood to the other goat and they laid it down by history when they went out to the, out in the wilderness they didn't trust that that lamb was going to stay out there so they pushed it off of the cliff to make sure it didn't come back you don't want devil beating up on you and taking your joy back you put the blood applied to your life, and it'll fall upon him, and you push that goat and let him go off the side, and he won't come no more. You've got to kill that devil. Hallelujah. Your slave, your slayers, you're warriors. You kill that devil. You want your joy back? You kill that devil. Hallelujah. You need to tell God, give me my joy back. You like talking about people? You need to ask God to cover Amen. you and quit talking about Amen. people. Get an experience with God. Amen. If you're un- that unhappy that you have to stand around and talk about people, Amen. shame on you. Amen. Don't tell me you're a Christian. That's right. That's right. oh. We are fruit specters. I know that. That's right. But I believe he showed us so that we could be praying for one another. Right. Yeah. Right. I know our prophet of God says there's three kinds of believers. But I don't look at it that way. Uh, I'm against, no, I'm not against him. Because he looked at it the same way. He's going to preach to everybody. that They're all going to be saved. It's up to God who's going to go and who ain't going to go. But my job is to preach the real, genuine gospel and let it fall on the heart that God has redeemed. Not every man in there not every woman that's going to go. But I'm going to tell you this much. I'm going to live and I'm going to do everything I can as the brother said earlier.
1: Break me, Lord. Amen.
2: Remold me, whatever it takes. Amen. Hallelujah. Put that, let that blood shall fall upon me, Lord. Let it break upon me on Calvary. Let me have a Calvary, Lord, with your blood stained upon me, Lord, that I know that I know that I am saved in the God of heaven. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. But man, but man, but man fouls himself up. Express himself. Express himself as a son. See? And now that he might dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I'm, I've got. Brother Brown makes a, makes a statement. He goes, I've got Corinthians. We just read it a while ago. All through the scriptures, that's what God purpose was then through his life as a son and his cross, the blood it says here on his cross that he might reconcile to himself a body and brother Branham after a while he stopped calling it a church if you ever go in there and read it, he started calling you bride Oh, church, your bride, he says, hallelujah, which is Eve, the second Eve, not the first, but the second Eve. God gave it a type like he did Moses and all of them. The same thing he did to Adam and Eve, gave them a type that they were Christ and the bride. He is the second Adam. The church is the second Eve. Hallelujah, but God has purposed that, hid it from the eyes of the prudent, I mean, excuse me, hid it from the eyes of the prudent and the wise, to reveal it to the predestinated babes who were predestinated to receive it. Oh, church, you are going to testify to people, hundreds and hundreds of them, and you're going to hurt because they're not going to hearken to what you have to say because they can't see it. I love my uncle, he was a good man. I asked my brother, I said, I think I'm going to talk to him about it. He goes, Don't, because he's a different age. Leave him alone. He'll come up in his age. Just pre- just tell the people the good news, and if they don't take it, that's up to them. That's right, that's right. But to love them, to love them, to love them yes, and pray for them. Yes, Look at yourself in the mirror. Amen. How many times has it took you to even open up a message book? <laughs> How long did it took you before you opened up your Bible just to see what that preacher was trying to tell you. We got people in India. We got people in Africa. We got people in Russia. We got people in Israel today. They've passed a the law that Christians can't go over there and try to start Christianity. Christianity. You can go and go to the churches are there. That's the only way you can be under grace. But if you go to a synagogue and start passing out stuff, they throw you in jail. My son-in-law just told me this morning that the president of uh, Russia is in a hospital. You know he has a bad heart. I think he's a kind person compared to some people that's going to come along. How close are we, church? How close are we? Are you wrapped in that blood cell this morning? Luke 1 33. Go to Luke 1. Made a mistake here, or I just didn't put the scripture down and I put 33. So let's go see what our good Lord did and I didn't do here. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob and forever, and his kingdom. There shall be no end. I think we see here. Yep, that's it. 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, Who shall this be? How shall this be? Seeing I know no man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Therefore, when Mary, knowing no man, she, she was with no male. God Almighty, Jehovah, he overshadowed her. God is the creator that created the blood cell. In the womb of Mary. Knowing no man at all. And that brought forth the very creative blood of God. To redeem us from the life coming in here. Being born of a sexual desire. And then the blood was drawn out of Emmanuel's veins. On Calvary cross. Today has the same saving redeeming. Holy power that it did the day of transformation Amen. by made at Calvary. That's why I looked at you funny this morning. He was preaching to me. He didn't even know what I was preaching on. <laughs> That's pretty good, isn't it? Do you believe it? Believe it. Amen. Believe it. That's right. Amen. We're redeemed by the blood of God. The Amen. Bible says we are bought by the blood. Yes, the redeemed by the blood, God's own blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God came down
0: right.
2: to meet you. Do you know why he was just? Because he came down in a body to be tempted just like you. That's right. Right. He was tempted. By every way that you could be tempted. I had a sister one time come to me and say, Brother William, God wasn't tempted the way we was tempted. I said he wasn't. I told her, I said, sis, once a month my wife would hurt. She'd be almost ready to pass out. She was losing blood. She would get as white as this. This is is God's truth. And she would hurt and cramps. Just tormenting her. And she'd sit there. She couldn't even move. And she'd move. She'd get up and she'd pass out. And I would look at that. Couldn't do anything except hold her. Hold her up to my bosom and just hold her there because she was hurting. Iphiprofen wouldn't help her. Tile not wouldn't help her. She was just in pain. She hurt for over a week, just in pain and agony. You don't think God in that body didn't see that? He saw it. And I agree, you, at that moment, He would probably would have went, "Oh, let me just touch her." There was one that was going to die if she didn't get healed. She sold everything she could to go to the doctors. Right. I blood She was going to die. That's right. Doctors couldn't help her no more. Amen. But one day she says, if I can get through that crowd yes, yes. and I could touch the hem of her garment, I'll be made she fought to it. She pressed to it. She pressed and she pressed and she pressed. She got there and she kept going and she kept going. And then she finally was able to touch it. Right. God's sensitive. Yes, if you are a person that will press on, press on and press on towards Him. And go up there and say, I'm just gonna touch the hem of this garment. And she touched it, and she walked back. She got back and she, she covered herself. And he stopped and said, Who touched me? That flesh might have not known who touched him. But oh, that spirit that was inside of him, he knew. He had a child. That pressed and pressed through all those men and through all those women and pressed through sickness, through all of her suffering, through all of her pain and through all of it, She's agony that she's going through. He, she pressed and she pressed and God was watching her going, go girl, go girl, go touch that and I'm going to touch you by your faith. You're going to be touched. And God stood there and he turned around and he looked and says, your faith. Go, my daughter, your way. If he could do that for her, what can he do for you? Hallelujah. 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 So I told her that story, and she goes, Oh, God, I'm sorry. He came, and he, he was tested on every way, every hand, so that you and I call upon his name see he had to be tested because now he had to go be tempted by the devil for 40 days he was tempted for you because he had to be a pure sacrifice He he couldn't have no spot upon him he had to have no blemishes on him He had to have a true heart of faith in his life. It couldn't have been no angel because angels have never sinned. But this one, he came down in a spirit into a body, wrapped himself in the blood cell in that body. And he says, when this body gives forth, I'm coming out and I am going to multiply my blood into my children. And those children are going to have me wrap them around me. And I'm going to wrap them up. Amen. And I'm going to take them one day. Hallelujah. Praise be to Praise God. You, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, Jesus. It was God's blood. Amen. He created that blood, had power in it. But the real ordained God, that real germ, that real germ soul of God that was. In God before the foundations of the world. Remember you that really got the spirit of God in you today. He said tonight. But I say today. You were here in Christ before. Because he was the fullness of the word. We was the fullness of God bodily. Hallelujah. He was the the fullness of God bodily. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Hallelujah. So when you read that, it's scripture. You have the answer of who God was. He came in the form of a son so that he can die on the cross for you. He come back as the Holy Ghost God to give you comfort. Who in the world wouldn't want to be baptized in his name? Right. I don't know who. That's right. We had this family that moved to, moved to our church. And uh, Brother Wendell. And this young lady, she, she's from Africa. And she said her grandfather, they were Pentecostal, and man they had, the spirit of God. She said she saw all kinds of things happen. Like she was a little girl. God was moving. And she says, what happened? What happened? Brother William, she looked at me. And she says, what happened to the real God and men and women that just can stand there and steal, be still and watch God's unadulterated word manifest right there in front of their eyes? She started coming to our church, and she was sitting there going, wow, and her husband, man. He was one of those kind of guys going. <laughs> Good, that's wonderful. I mean, that's wonderful. Search it out. And I mean, she was. He was going like this, and she'd go, "Honey, honey, stop." There you go. But did the Bible said, "No, no, stop. Listen to the man preaching. We'll go home and we'll look at it together." So it settled him. So he sat there he's just listening to every word he says on. <laughs> and he went home and he looked and he goes by George it says it <laughs> come back the next time he's sitting there guy pre- uh, sung a song this woman came up and sung a song that preacher come out and preached. His whole sermon was on the two songs. He come up to me and goes, The song leader sang all them songs exactly what uh, the preacher was preaching on. And the two specials is exactly what the message was. Did they go back there and tell the preacher? I said, No. I said, No, that's God. He goes, That's what the Bible says is going to happen. Today, pastor. That day, the pastor was going to baptize him. He was sick; he couldn't do it. So I was the one that baptized him. Today, they love God. Amen. That guy standing there, just going, "This is nothing. What Baptist taught me, but oh, this is good." He goes. They, the Baptists didn't tell me who I was. They was just telling how Jesus loves and praise God. And if you just come and read, uh, come to church, you're saved. But the Bible says you got to come to Him that you're saved. Amen. See, that's a man of God and a daughter of God that recognizes the Spirit of God moving. And if we can just set still long enough and listen. Instead of thinking. Eve was thinking. Well, God said, We can eat all the fruit in the in the garden, but not the one in the middle. Oh, he's surely not. You surely not die. Well, come on, girl. You know these men out here are slickers. You young ladies, don't go around them boys. If that boy likes you, he'll go to your daddy first. And if you don't have a daddy, he'll go to the pastor and the mother first. If he comes to you first, say, I didn't mean that to you, though. "Eh!" Get away from me, you sly devil. Why? Fluffy tongue. Oh, girl, you're cute. I like them freckles on you. What are you doing? He's flirting with you. Real men of God don't flirt with girls. They flirt with their wives. That's right. Or wife, not wives. <laughs> <laughs> that got you, huh? But if he likes you because of your character, right. you don't have a debt or you do have a daddy, he'll go say, hey, sir, uh, I really like your daughter, and uh, would I be able to write her a letter? Well, let me go ask her. If she likes you, then we'll find out. If she does, yeah, we'll let you write a letter once in a while. But that's a real way of doing it. But this guy didn't. That's why he was cursed to his belly. He let the devil mess with the creation and perverted it. That's why he's not an upright beast anymore. That's why he's slivering and his food is the ground. But see, God was gracious enough to let him be so small. So you can step up there and say, "Devil, You're dead. Lying devil. That's right. Man. You're dead. Right. You're tormenting me. Right. Not now, because you're dead. That's right. You accusing devil? What I did? What? That's you're right. dead. Thank you, Lord. Oh. You've got to step forward and fight. Every inch of your salvation. Yes. Yes, sir. The devil's going to try everything he can get to get you. That's right. If you start thinking about girls, boys, you need to put your phone away and give it to your mom and daddy. Say, mom and daddy, until I get a victory, give it to them.
0: That's right. That's
2: right. You need to go to your dad. You need to go to your pastor and say, hey, I've got this problem. Can we pray? Let's seek God. Why wait until you got to come to church and have the preacher preach on it? Because I guarantee you, if we didn't have no problems, the preacher could preach on some really good heavy-duty uh, revelation. But I think we've preached on a pretty good heavy-duty do- doge tonight, this morning. But I had to bring it down to your level so you could see it. He wrapped himself around you in that blood cell that was broken on Calvary for you. Hallelujah. Can I have fifteen more minutes? Now we've talked about Mary, and we talked about the Emmanuel's veins. We talked about God's blood. We talked about the germ of God. In Galatians two and t- uh, t- uh, twenty, it says, "I am crucified with Christ; nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ living in me." And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I like this right here. He says, notice now in the germ, but when God, when Christ was in the womb of Mary, they're just a little tiny germ. Before it was a germ, what after the germ, he said, the life. Then you are in the supernatural. You're in the sixth dim- dimension. You're plumbed out of human reasoning. You're into a spiritual life. Every little germ has a life, and that life comes somewhere, and that life of that cancer Come from the devil. That's right. Your life Come from God. That's, right. That's the difference. Praise the Lord. Praise
0: the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
2: Isn't that wonderful? Thank
0: you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you Lord Jesus.
2: Like I said last night, how can I fight my own body? I've ripped my arm off. I wouldn't be complete. That's right. I'd rip an eye off. I wouldn't be complete. Right. But brothers, Brother William, there's people out there that don't have arms and legs. But if that person get a hold of God, Amen. That's right. they Amen. won't need their legs right now right. Amen. because God will be carrying them. So when they're looking down, it says, yeah, I got feet. Amen. Amen. I got feet. Amen. Them are holy feet. That's right. Mess with me, Satan. Because those feet will kick you right in the yes, mouth. Those, those feet right there will kick you right in the teeth. You yes, won't have sir. teeth. Praise don't mess Lord. with me. I'm in his arms. Because right. I don't have him. He has me.
1: That's
2: right. And if he has me, because... That's what that blood cell is all about. That's right. Here's you. That's right, right. And he just wraps That's you right. up into that blood oh,
0: cell. Oh, thank
2: you, Lord. That's thank you, do. Lord. Yes, sir. You're protected. So very protected. You're protected. Amen. My pastor was preaching along the other day, and he was talking about, he used that quote where Brother Bam says that when he went into that little place, and it was powerful. He went into this uh, little uh, uh, restaurant, and he looked, and he saw this old little lady all yes. dressed up like, like a little uh, tease girl and cops are over on this side and they're all cussing and storming and drinking and all that, and he goes, Oh God, just destroy the whole place. God got him around the corner and showed him his whole life. Yep. You remember the story? Yes, sir. And he said he's every time one of his sins would come and he would hit this this blue barrier of blood. And while he was talking in this he would see his sins hit that blood and it would bounce back off. And God was standing there on the other side and it was hit and it would go back off. And he looked at him and he said, them are your sins. He says, here you are. If it wasn't for the blood, I would kill you too. He said, oh God, forgive me. Spirit of the Lord came back upon him and he walked, in and he walked up to that girl. That old, lady, that old woman, he led her to the Lord. As long as that blood is upon this earth of mercies and grace, every human being on this earth has an opportunity to come underneath the presence of God. Watch what we say to these people out there. Yes, they dress ungodly. But look what they're bound by. The same devil that bounded you one day. You're no better than they are. You're sinners born in the shape of iniquity speaking lies. The only reason it's different is because you've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Hallelujah. Do you love him? God being manifested in the flesh with Christ Jesus, anointed, wrapped himself. I like this. Wrapped himself in a blood cell, oh my, in the womb of Mary, brought forth his life to live in Mary, to die a man, to give his blood, that through his blood and the shed blood of his blood, that every believer could be wrapped in the blood cell with him. Which is born again spirit. Did you hear that? I should have got you shouting. Jumping up and shouting. Let me read this again. Watch. He goes. He goes on. He goes. His blood that every believer could be wrapped in that blood cell with him. Watch. He says. Is a born again spirit of a man. Is wrapped in the blood cell of the Son of God. And God could no more deny you than he could deny himself. For by one spirit we're all baptized. Did you hear that? One baptized into one body and become partakers of the same spirit that's that's in the blood cell. And the church is wrapped into the blood cell of the life of Jesus. Hallelujah he said. Then we are sons and daughters, joint heirs with Christ Jesus in the kingdom. As the musicians come, we're going to read uh, Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as we have chosen us in the and before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ Himself, according to our good, may, good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein we have made us accepted in His love, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. I thank God for grace. Wherein we have abound toward us in all wisdom, um, prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which hath purpose in him, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Hallelujah. Do you love him? Do you love him, church? Amen. I'm gonna read one more quote. He says, And the worshipper once, with the Holy Ghost in him, his heart becomes changed. Now, not from an intellectual view of the Bible or an acceptance of a creed, but from an experience, from a witness of the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus said, Ye are my witnesses after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Not until the Holy Spirit comes were they witnessed. They could not witness until the Holy Spirit for He is the witness. And the Bible says no man can call Jesus the Christ only by the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are His men, workmanship created in Christ Jesus into God works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Therefore remember that He being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called in circumcision, by which is called circumcision, in the flesh made by hands but at that time he are that at that time he were without Christ being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel a stranger from the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now in Christ Jesus who hath sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, by Christ, for who for He is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of perdition between us. Let's sing that song. Creating me a clean heart. Let's worship Him, church. some scriptures this morning in Genesis that's all I changed Lord every church is sovereign every church has their problems and Lord every church you know exactly what they need and I pray that the things that I was talking about today, Lord, instead of being offended, Lord, I pray that they say, oh, me. Because, Lord, in the scriptures, there was a Pharisee and there was a publican. And the Pharisee, there he was standing there, Father God, and, and he was boasting because he knew that he was living the law the Lord he forgot the little fella God you never forget the little fella you don't forget your children the Lord he stood there and said Father I know that I'm living right all oh, that publican, full of sin but, Lord, it shifts over to him in condemnation because he knew he was a sinner. He knew he wasn't living for you. started beating his chest. He said, oh, Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Oh, God, forgive me. For my shortcomings, Lord. Forgive me, oh God. Forgive even every person in this building this morning. Lord, I pray, Lord, that everyone in here, Lord, loves me after today. Because I need them to go into a rapture. I'm not going to compromise, Lord. I compromised one time before, Lord, and it hurt. Lord, I left you one time before, and I'm not going to leave you now. I tried to prove, Brother Branham and my pastor, wrong, Lord, but the more I read, the more they were right. Hey, Lord, you knew back then I could not hardly read nothing. So it took me a long time to really get that revelation that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord you're coming this earth is ready to have birth pains it's fixing to go crazy that first bomb when it hits you said the bride's going to be gone well that first bomb hits all these earthquakes we've been having and all these torments we're having and storms ain't going to be nothing compared to what's going to happen Lord help us this morning I pray what I said this morning will go deep in their hearts Lord and they'll go home and as our wonderful prophet of God says you know we're eating a cherry pie this morning instead of getting defended maybe I said something that you didn't like maybe it's something you maybe you don't believe don't stop eating the cherry pie just spit the seed out listen I don't like those cherry pies at the grocery store I like a homemade pie because every once in a while I do like to have that seed <laughs> because I know it's fresh oh God Lord I had a lot of seeds one time and I didn't just spit them out I I spit them in my hand and I I stuck them on the shelf. And said, Oh God, remember me. Lord, if this seed is, if I'm supposed to plant this seed in my heart, then help me swallow it. Give me that revelation, Lord. Lord, from the ones that are up here playing the music. The one that has the mic in his hand, singing songs, all the way back to the back on that little table back there, where all the electronics are. I pray, Lord, that you meet their needs today. I pray, Lord, that when they leave this place, they're not mad, and they're better off than they came in this morning. Lord, I pray for the Parkers this morning. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you'll just be with them this week. The true reality is going to happen when they they lay that little little sweetheart down into that grave. Reality's going to hit. Lord I you had me do my daddy's funeral and I knew that it was going to be hard on me but Lord I knew that that gravesite was going to be harder because I knew that that was going to be the last time that I was going to see him Lord I pray you'd be with Brother Parks, Lord. I can't enter in that way. That was his little love life there. Samuel could look, and say, I lost my mama. I can enter in. Hey, I lost my mama. I lost my grandma. I can enter in with a grandchild. But, oh God, I pray you come down and wrap your precious arms around them, Lord, and be with them this week. Lord, if there's any here that's hurting this morning because of physical battles getting older, I pray, Lord, that you come on to seat this morning. As we sing to you this morning, Father God, as we water the word, our bellies can wait a little longer. It's only going to get us fat if we're going to go eat that good food over there anyway. we could go to a football game we could go to a basketball game for three or four hours and yell and scream and holler for our best team but this is a greater team that's right. this is life or death you right. know brother Brandon made a comment Lord he said we should we should you know keep it about 20 25 45 minute preaching but then he turned right around and says a real christian be in church all night long i'm a real christian lord (laughs) but i know you're not supposed to drag the people lord and so lord we're going to turn it over to the song leader Hello, we're going to worship you and we're going to adore you. Change our lives, Lord. I look out here and see these sisters, Lord. Godly sisters. See these men. Kind of make me feel bad because I can't put my jacket on because I'm too fat. But I'm trying, Lord. They look really good in their suits. Those that are and their Levi jackets, Lord, they look pretty good. Oh, we'd love you this morning. It's a big, big, beautiful flower garden in here this morning. Beautiful colors, and you love all the colors this morning. Bring your precious blood. That great love divine from heaven, place it into our hearts this morning. Bless this church, Lord. I pray the ones that are here, Lord, get stronger and stronger. Yes. Yes. If Pastor ever has me come back, Lord, I want to see them all here again and, and hear the testimonies of them bringing others in, Father God. Yes. Keep their ears focused upon your word, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's sing amazing grace.
1: Let's worship church. with me. my Myself. Oh, wait, let's entertain his presence right now. Can use me. I give myself.
0: the Lord do you appreciate him here today I appreciate his mercy to us I appreciate his mercy I appreciate the gift of God God has a ministry God still Ephesians 4 is not no more I'll say it again Ephesians 4 is not no more God still has pastors and prophets and teachers and apostles God has that for the edifying of his body it has a purpose it has a purpose like I said last night, I was trying to be very careful not to share too much details with Brother William about what we've been going through, but God had that gift sitting here to help us. You know what we've been going through. You know what we've been dealing with, and God, in His mercy, send a, a standard to help us in it. I appreciate the Lord. That ain't William Smith. That's the Lord Jesus. That's the Lord Jesus who loves you like that, who loves me like that, who loves us like that. I love Him. I love him, so I appreciate that so much. I appreciate Brother William pouring his heart out. Pouring his heart out. Let himself be broken up. Let himself to be poured out for the people. That's a type of Christ. I appreciate that. I'm very thankful for y'all who able to be here with us in the service. I pray God blesses each one of you so richly. and. And helps you in your trials and helps in your troubles and everything you go through that God will be more real to you He'll be more dear to you after these services than He's ever been in your whole life That's the purpose of coming together and those of like precious faith to to see the Lord Jesus working in each other's life and say that's my God too He's still the same He's still the same so I want to say God bless you and I pray that you'll, you'll come fellowship with us next door and this same presence so will keep going with us. God bless you, you are dismissed this morning.
1: Is our God.